0: review y'all jump the rest of them jump with my boy john hastens john hastens up in his bitch and that dude dylan got bro dylan got so what you got you know what it is come on ladies and gentlemen welcome to the rest review today we're talking about robert Mallet.
1: yes who's that john that
0: is
1: kurgan who i will say this kurgan I think you can. I think he can really uh, tell this. He's the most handsome giant in the history of professional wrestling. I mean, more I go, handsome than Kevin Nash. I'm gonna say that. I agree. And he has a lovely accent. He has a lovely accent. He's a kind man. The beard really does a lot for him. He does look. Uh, he does look like an oddity without the beard.
0: He also very much has grown his hair long which may really takes away from the fact that he had a bunch of weird bulbousy portions to his head. Yes. Also, his wrestling career way longer than I thought. I thought it was literally he was walking on the street in Montreal, Vincent McMahon was eating a sandwich with a knife and fork, walked up to him and, went, "You'll ah, be champion." <laughs> because you have to remember, this was uh, he came to wrestling 1997-1999. This is the beginning. of or this is the end part of when Vince McMahon was like, well, we can't have them on steroids because of the steroid trial, so I just need tall people. And you, yeah. could, you could see this uh, from the way that he was
1: pushed within the Truth Commission. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, he because we'll have to get to that because it's the only thing that happens. It's one of three things that happen. What <laughs> are the three things, John. Truth Commission. Okay. Oddities. Yes. Goes to Hollywood. Passes away. He's still alive. From, from wrestling. In wrestling terms, he's dead. He's a uh, member of the Acadian wrestling Hall of Fame, John. I mean, he's been wrestling for over 20 years. He's not,
0: yeah, in a way.
1: Okay. Yeah, he's been doing spot shows in fucking New Brunswick, killing it. He made his original appearance cheating on his fucking wife, scoring it, some fucking of weed.
0: Imagine cheating on... You couldn't cheat on your wife on this guy because everyone would know it was you. Why? Because your pussy would be fucking nine feet wide? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you know you fucked my husband? Oh, there's a bunch of giant footprints on my cooch. <laughs> yeah, you foot fucks. Oh. Kick fucks. Scared, you know? When you went on your sexual walkabout with the rimming and the various black... <laughs> you
1: didn't even react to the horrible
0: thing I said. Because I'm getting to something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, when you went on your sexual walkabout with the women yeah. and the having sex in the back of cars near my house with black women? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Did you ever... Specifically, a- by the way, <laughs> was, that was any woman. I would have done that with any woman. You always put such emphasis on the black but part. Who did, because,
0: Dylan, <laughs> we all know you have a preferred tone to your
1: sexual escapades. Hey, whatever. I love all women. If you're sexual... As long as they... Got to Believe in the Holocaust. There you go. <laughs> and I got that ass. Um, if your sexual appetites were hobbies, <laughs> the Holocaust didn't happen. Interests. How many people died? Books. No books. <laughs> no books. Capital. That was one thing I always put. Uh, this is how. D- don't read, not a dork. That was on my <laughs> OK Cupid. Because everyone on OK Cupid would be like, Oh, books. Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I have, of course, read The Tempest, Romeo and Juliet the outsiders in animal farm i've like all, all the required reading a friend of mine Uh-oh, all aus- the required reading a from way to 13
0: a friend of mine from australia i said for a day can you just write on your tinder i'm here to fuck and she literally said
1: oh her yeah the internet
0: exploded <laughs> closure, all she got was just like ding 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 ding, ding,
1: ding <laughs> i mean there was a lady there was a lady on like Okie cupid that i found that was like clearly 70 and was like i'm here to suck cock and i was like do i you know what i mean (laughs) that was like i couldn't have been left less attracted to
0: them i have a friend who uh i went to high school with who uh left high school and now works for the government growing weed because he was so good at growing weed they never the cops never caught him so when weed was legal in canada they just hired him to grow weed for the government oh that's awesome um anyway he lives what he likes to call a High risk lifestyle. What's that? Mean? He has sex with a lot of prostitutes. Oh, no my. protection. Why?
1: Because he's, as he said, he's like, I have a high risk lifestyle. Um, that feels like something that I actually he does because someone told another person that he does that, and that person was like, cool, and then he was like, well, one person thinks it's cool. I actually, now I have to live. I think like he may it. have
0: only done that one time, but I choose to believe it's every time.
1: Yeah, of course. One time? Yeah, one time is it th- enough. Anyway. It depends on the... Pro- you- if the prostitute's not using protection with everyone, then that's bad. But you if w- they use it with... It- I mean, actually, no. You have HPV. Like, if you have sex with a prostitute, you now have HPV. Yeah, if you have sex with anyone, you have HPV. Oh, sick.
0: Recently, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he's like, I think I have HPV. And I was like, yeah, man, you live in Toronto. It's and it- also, yeah. like it's it- HPV it can City.
1: can transmit through condoms? hmm Sick.
0: <laughs> anyway, he uh, he went on FetLife.com in Ottawa and, okay. just, and just wrote, who wants to suck my dick? Nice. Two ladies responded, he went to both of their
1: houses. Whoa.
0: Yeah, he was like, it was awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how handsome is this guy? Not
0: that handsome.
1: Really? Yeah. FetLife. He has a weirdly placed penis on his body. What? Is it like at his nipples? It's
0: higher up than everyone else's dong.
1: What? You know how your dong,
0: like it's like, it's lower?
1: Yeah, it's on your Ken bits.
0: Yeah, sure. His yeah. is h- slightly higher.
1: So it's a closer to his belly button. So it's like his dick is right below his belly button.
0: Yeah. Not right below, but closer than our penises are to my belly. Mine's very far away from my Mine's belly
1: very belly. far away because I'm fat. <laughs> Man, I'm huge. <laughs> yeah, you have a long torso and tiny little legs. Yeah, and according to Grant. If anyone hasn't seen a picture of John Hastings, just look up Detective Baby Legs from uh, and Morty. <laughs> It's detective baby legs.
0: If you yeah, here's the thing with
1: me, you don't realize how weird my body is until He's I... a torso legitimately of a nine foot man.
0: A photo of me by myself, I look totally normal. A photo of me with anyone, you're like, what the
1: <laughs> fuck? <laughs> a comparison? Like we're
0: in my house my mom's house right now, so there's a grotesquely large amount of photos. There's a lot of photos. Uh of me, of my wife, of my family. Uh, and I do not look normal in any of them
1: because I'm (laughs) stood next to people. No, that's not true. These are all waist-up photos, so you look fine. I look better in that one. Yeah, I'm just
0: now pointing at a photo for the
1: podcast. Anyway. Well, there is one photo where of him and his mom where his mom is looking very nice, and then John looks like he's just wrecked on blow, which is pretty <laughs> sick. I'm just really tired after the show <laughs> in Edinburgh. I know it's racked Yeah, really wrecked on blow. Yeah, man, I was doing... Here's a nice... Let's take a nice photo. Uh, I gotta rub my mushroom head on some blow first, mama. <laughs>
0: What's the... Ah! ah!
1: Ooh, you stick the mushroom head in the inside of the turlet and put the coke on there. That way, it fucking, you get the grime and the coke on your cock. I was
0: talking to <laughs> someone who used to do a lot of drugs, and they they were told that if you put weed in a cigarette or coke in a cigarette, you don't get high. Okay, and they were that like, seems
1: oh. completely <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Why would that seems like someone wanted to get your friend high? <laughs> That's what it turned out. <laughs> <laughs> if you burn drugs, it doesn't work. Okay. Yeah.
0: You know, if you smoke weed, you don't get as high if you don't as you don't smoke weed. Let's prove him <laughs> wrong. <boys. laughs> this guy said,
1: "I can't get super high and do something dumb."
0: Robert Malay. I want to point out, by the way, we're already seven minutes in, and you think we can fill the hour talking about Kurgan, and you don't
1: know? Oh, we're not filling this hour at all. It's gonna be forty-five minutes, baby. In- this is gonna be uh, Grizzly Smith, but we're not gonna stop <laughs> because of the horrible crimes. We're gonna stop because it's boring.
0: Yeah. Uh, he uh, made his debut in nineteen ninety-one. Rest November it. 11th, Remembrance Day.
1: Yeah, remember,
0: remember, the 11th of November.
1: So on uh, November 11th is when World War One stopped, and, and Can- also when Kurgan started.
0: Yeah, and and in Canada, they everything stops, or at least in Ottawa where I grew up, everything it, stops at 11 o'clock so you remember.
1: And every job I've ever had, they never tell you, but they won't stop you from taking that minute off. You can take a mi- so 11th minute. So, eleventh minute, the eleventh hour, the eleventh day. You have a minute of silence for those who uh, passed away in World War One, and everyone who runs a business goes, "Don't take that fucking minute off."
0: I was a portion of people that I've never seen a principal of a high school more angry in my entire life. Really, because at a remembrance day ceremony, there was a very old man who got up to like make memories of World War II before the eleventh of the eleventh of the eleventh. And as he got up, either the chair made a fart noise or that old man ripped a gasser. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all 15 <laughs> and that's not fair. <laughs> that he literally just... And it was. I think it was his ass. Like, I don't think it was the chair because I remember it being like, goong. So- <laughs> and then he got up and started talking and it was just like... And then it like, we couldn't... Like, it was the most like... We can't. La- we're. It'll seem like we're laughing at the thousands of dead grandpas.
1: <laughs> I remember there was one about the the old uh, didn't happen a cost, and uh, there was this play, and I remember we were like, I think what was we, the play great you read. Was called? We just had a bunch of shoes. <laughs> it was called. We of-
0: just have these ovens and some shoes because we G- like pizza. <laughs> yeah. Those guys didn't die. I'm dealing. That's what they, I love they said. Of the Nazis, I'm dealing.
1: <laughs> The Nazis are pretty good guys if you think about it. Turning the economy around. No, I remember we. All right, so we watched this That's what Dylan thing.
0: feels, not John. And the. And John the, is a friend of both Israel shh, and Palestine. No Dylan he's not. is against. No, he's not. All Middle Eastern countries, he says. Religious people. Get the fuck off my plane, <laughs> Dylan. Yeah. If you're not white or black, he doesn't like you. His racism is weird.
1: That's not true. What I, ooh, I got a muffin. Anyway, uh, so I remember we're grade five, and it's first when you're starting to find things like you kind of are not an adult enough, but you're like going through puberty enough to get some jokes, and you're all giddy and stuff. You have all this energy.
0: Grade five is basically what it is is someone's older brother is way jacking off. Yeah, yeah. And so that, like, his need to talk about, like, you know,
1: Oh yeah, they're so gross. They're like <laughs> g- grade eights are like, I just made some cum and I'm gonna <laughs> have sex. Like they just know the words and yeah. they're just saying <laughs> you know, if you are pissing the pushy, that's how you make a <laughs> <laughs> So alright, so anyway. The point is basically they were doing this thing and we just learned about the Holocaust and <laughs> Oh no we, no 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 and everyone was like really the weight of all that horrible event had Really taken hold as weirdly, so we're like very respectful, which is odd for like 11 year olds.
0: I mean, I gotta, but then these people were
1: doing a like modern art dance based around being in the chambers, and they were obviously white kids from southern Ontario, was Deauville. And they were doing it. And you always look for an adult to see what should I be doing right now? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Well, like this seems silly, but what should I be doing right now? And I remember looking over and just seeing the teacher of our class doing the like eyebrows way high, (laughs) like mouth going like this sucks. (laughs) And then everyone was like, and then I smiled, but I didn't laugh. I remember because it was the most discipline I've ever done in my life because I was like, well, these guys really suck and this is a really like it's got everything made for a big laugh. It's supposed to be uh, everyone's supposed to be silent cuz you're ruining like like those people died for nothing now.
0: Yeah. As you want that to be
1: true. Good. What's your story? I uh, in grade uh
0: 10 in politics class, there was one kid who as it turned out Did come from... Definitely a dad who didn't believe in the Holocaust because he dropped that. Oh, no. Like,
1: it was fact? Wait a minute. He just... He dropped that he didn't believe in it?
0: He dropped it. He was like, well, it didn't happen as much as they say it was.
1: And it was just like... Really? Like, whoa. I I hadn't heard about that. Like, I feel like I'm way behind on some shit because I didn't hear about that or I didn't hear about... Buddy, you got a red one. Uh, So, this is McDonald's Monopoly, by the way. We're playing over a podcast. So... It's about Kurgan. Don't expect professionalism. You <laughs> <fucks>. <laughs> we both have some sort of attention disorders. Anyway, oh, I got a fucking sandwich. I didn't hear about a sandwich. You paid for it. You get a sandwich. No, buddy. you get the sandwich, buddy. Enjoy your time in Canada. We. <laughs> <laughs> I, Go ahead. I didn't hear about that till I was twenty-three, and I didn't hear about the people thinking, actually thinking, trans, being trans is a mental illness until like last week i only heard, I about- heard some punchlines about it i'm like well that's a ridiculous thing i will laugh at these punchlines and then no people believe that and i'm like why do people believe everything i I'm- like why can't something like the mood isn't real <laughs> it's just a fucking bit of precum from the devil's ass and I, people are like way, ha 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 no that's i believe
0: that's i based my whole goddamn life on that i'm right there with you by the way with the trans people being mentally ill in that I thought that was a, like, oh, people are taking the extreme. I, by the way, I'm just going to cut
1: that part out, and it's going to be <laughs> the <laughs> preview for the show. I'm right there with you on trans people being mentally ill. Listen to the wrestler review. Yeah. <laughs> out of yeah. context. Yeah.
0: Next week is my na- Milo Yamananopoulos. Oh, after if you that- guys could
1: do that, actually. If any
0: listener of this podcast <laughs> wants to just
1: <laughs> clip something and then just out of context wrestler review, that would be fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but remember
0: anything out of context horrible we said wasn't said by us it was said by either brendan burns yes or graham k yeah please feel free to tweet them at graham didn't colt cabana,
1: cabana. Deny, deny the holocaust in a yurt <laughs> now that we're in my tent here's what happened and i'm one of them <laughs> oh no. that's what colt says <laughs>
0: you know i got the impression <laughs> um no, the I because I also heard a bunch of punchlines of that because I'm, I'm doing comedy in America now. Ooh. And let me say this: America, amazing place. But when someone goes bug nutty in the U.S., they don't like they don't have like one thing that's crazy and then everything else about them is normal. Yeah, they go like they're trying to take our guns. Holocaust not real. 9-11, not real. Earth flat. Nice. Moon free. Come from the devil's ass. My mom
1: is actually my dad and my dad's <laughs>
0: Bill Clinton. <laughs>
1: Well, that's the thing. I've never done uh, amateur comedy in a place where people can just die. Like, in America, you can just die. Someone with a gun can come and shoot you in the fucking head. Not as much as you think. You can get beat up. But that's what I mean. But that could happen much more than in Canada or England. Uh, That's indisputable. Yes. No. It's. I mean, America is not as dangerous as people think. It's very much a weirdly segregated country as far as class goes, as far as, like... Uh, income and all that. Yeah,
0: they got high class and no class. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like if you are I mean that it's it's very sad to say, but I mean, it's the grizzly smith of statements for sure. But if you're being shot in an, in an victim, you're probably in a low class area. Or a low oh, class area like Dylan Trump's on the podcast. Yeah, he is. Anyway, yeah. Uh, honestly, Speaking I don't know Speaking of someone with no class. Are we that far ahead that um that uh, Donald's been reelected? Do you think?
0: No, we're getting close though. Ooh, that's going
1: I don't it. think he's gonna win. It's gonna be a good day for you. Um, yeah, because I bet it. Uh, November. The white 11th. man can do so anyway, and Donald Trump's first thing he's doing is less diversity on television. I and then ne- a bunch of my friends go, "That part I like." <laughs> I don't think
0: I've. I don't think I've ever been so fucking hungover as the day that Donald Trump won the presidency of the U. Because we recorded an episode on Donald Trump the day. He became president.
1: Did we? Day after he became president. Oh, I got fucking wrecked.
0: I got so fucked up, and then all yeah, there the- is a Donald Trump episode of this wonderful podcast. Yeah, and also all of my flatmates in London, a bunch of them had clogged the toilet. That's good. And so at like five in the morning, I came home and had to take a wicked piss. Are you serious? And there was. The toilet was now just a place where people were keeping (laughs) shit. Give me a pistol.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it don't flush. I just want to look at it. So
0: I had to go to a fucking grocery store, get a variety of... That's where you got that bag.
1: You got a bag and you put it on your hand.
0: No, that was a different time. That one was me.
1: I did that. That's why you were like, I'm going to touch all this dump." (laughs) But
0: um, from this situation, I knew, boiled the kettle, went and bought a bunch of... um, uh, pipe cleansers, and okay. unclogged the toilet for over an hour and a half. Oh my god,
1: while you're just like and still And then done.
0: as I was done, I pissed, because yeah. all this oil I have to piss. I then shit, flush it, and then another flatmate of mine like got up, walked into the toilet. No thank, like everyone in that house clearly knew it was filled with shit. Yeah. No thank you. Yeah. After it's like all of the stuff is clearly there, I was the one who did it, was like, okay. And then just when I was like, welcome to roommates. I, That's a weird thing hey. about, but right there I was like, this is why this fucking asshole won. This is what human beings are. Uh, someone took care of the shit collector, <laughs> and now it's a shit mover. I did it.
1: That's a... Anyway, so we're going to talk about Kurgan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> speaking of shit collecting. What happens when you're seven feet tall, John?
0: You get to be in the WWF right away no, and no, no, beat no. Bob Bradley.
1: Oh, yeah, he made his initial appearance on Remembered Day 91.
0: In Utica, New York, beating Bob Bradley. He then went on to work for the Wing promotion as Goliath El Gigante. Well, Cle- here's the thing. In clearly, some creative naming. He's a giant. Which is he? Goliath? No. El Gigante? No. You know
1: how young he was here? He's 18. Fuck me. So he's 18. He wants to be a wrestler. He goes to the guy who owns Grand Prairie Wrestling's house in New Brunswick, knocks on his door and says, I want to be a wrestler. And then the guy goes, okay, build muscle, come back. He there does Jesus. that, comes back. <laughs> One year later, he's in WWF. Basically, the guy from Grand Prix gets on the old fax machine and fax him, is like, "Here, I can't fit his head in here, but here's his hog." And he's like, "If a, if a guy's gonna take that big, I look it up." But this is the crazy thing, which they sort of do now. What well, do they, they do now? They
0: still do now, which is if you're over a certain height and a certain width, Vince McMahon is just gonna give you an Intercontinental Title run. Yep. Like when Braun Strowman came in, he was not. The lovable knocker over of fire trucks that he is now, um, he was. Everyone was just like, "Fuck off, Vince McMahon!"
1: Like, yeah, because I remember he was fat and he had big nipple rings, and he was supposed to be in the Wyatt family. He was supposed to be one of the like, the Wyatt family. Of course, is based on uh, which we're talking about a lot on this. But the first season of True Detective, uh, Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt's character is complete rip of the Yellow King. Um, except he has some heavies, like in wrestling. And uh, yeah, he's supposed to be Weird Woodsman, he... but also this Weird Woodsman went to the city one time and got some nipple rings. Cause... Yeah, we,
0: no, Braun Strowman is that, and he's also uh, Max Katie from fucking Cape Fear. That's the two things he is. Oh,
1: really? Max, Was Max
0: Katie from Cape Fear? He's the Robert De Niro. You know Sideshow Bob in the Simpsons episode where he tries to kill Bart and he has all the yeah. tattoos? Yeah. That's a ripoff of Max Katie. And like they're on a boat and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's just Robert De Niro's character. Okay, so that's who Braun Strowman is. No, that's who uh, Bray Wyatt is. Bray Wyatt is
1: supposed to be. Okay, and then they add the addition of the heavies, and and Braun Strowman is just white, tall Mister T from the A team. That's he's completely. That's dressed exactly, dressed, exactly who like he is, Mister T. Yeah. I it, mean, and all, it's by the way, sick. All they need to do is have him just knock over a plane.
0: I don't understand why they've toned down him knocking thing like picking up and knocking things
1: over. That because was they have to do three hours every one, so like three, like probably like six months in a row, they just had him throw shit. in I'm, like, I'm not impressed by the fact he lifted a plane and threw it in the air, I and then it, it went all so the way No, Orlando. I disagree.
0: It's also one of the, yeah, but don't do it every week. I've said this on the show before. If you have a three-hour show, if you have a new idea, just do it every second week, you fucking idiots. No, true. No, trust me, baby girl. I get you. I am your baby. Um, so we wrestled. I've never heard of wing- You'd never heard of Wing in uh, a Japan wrestling corporation. Don't ask like you've ever
1: heard of Wing. Oh, I have. Okay, well, oh, uh, who are the champions? And don't look at your phone. Oh, who's the champions of Wing? Oh, this is very easy for me. <laughs> uh, Alundra Blaze, no. under that name, and she beat Toshiaki Kawada. I don't believe I Who then, that. before lo- uh, winning the title, Toshiaki Kawada job to Sunny Ono. And then, before no. Sunny Ono, the winner was um, some anime I drew. <laughs> you drew. Yeah, I drew a I drew a big fucking hog, tearing apart a fucking 14-year-old, and that was the fucking title. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. Why is the hog ripping apart a 14-year-old? One time I uh, found one of my old roommates from uh, college, <laughs> and he was watching anime, and me and my friend Bryn were like, this is a joke, right? And he was like, yeah. And then <laughs> we were like, it's not a joke. You watch weird tentacle porn. It'll be like... A monster from the deep of the sea that's a bunch of tentacles, but the tentacles are all dicks, and they make love to... uh Do
0: you know why they have tentacle porn, which is really about Kurgan?
1: Because you can't show full hog. Yeah, that's right. You can't show full hog. It's like Dylan's marriage. You can't show erect penises. That's true. I put a cloth down, I cut a hole in it, and then her father holds her hands while we make love. (laughs) As is Amish tradition. Greek-Amish tradition. Look me in the eyes. Yeah. Let's talk about the Leafs. Ray- <laughs> Don't say Sundin, I'll bust. I'm going Tidomi
0: on your daughter's
1: snap. Uh ooh, I- baby. <laughs> okay, what happens? By the what's way, the, the second? The second worst, this is very actually crazy. What's, the worst thing you can What's Kurgan's second match? <laughs> He had sex with someone and then yelled baby when he nutted. I was wondering why Kurgan wasn't over. <laughs> Monday Night Raw taping. He beats 8-Ball. Kurgan, second match. He submits Matt and Jeff Hardy at the same time with that fucking grab the head. Well, you know, you, But you missed.
0: So it, but first he then debuts as part of the Truth Commission.
1: In um, What's the third thing he does? I just want to say this and then we can talk about it. What's the first third thing? Truth commi- so Truth he beats 8-Ball, commi- who you've put some time into now. 8-Ball, of course, is the Disciples of Apocalypse, big guy. He beats he beats two people at the same time. What's the third thing that happens? Jeff and Matt Hardy. Um, he's beaten in seven seconds by Stone Cold Steve Austin. He loses the flash funk. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, flash funk to the music. I this mean- is
0: a size off. It's the cra- it really shows Jim Ross's influence in nineteen ninety seven that Too Cold Scorpio was in the Fed for two years.
1: Too Cold Scorpio was great.
0: Flash Funk was a really fun character. I had the figure.
1: No, oh, Too Cold Scorpio was great. Flash and funk, not so much. Love Flash Funk. I love Too Cold Scorpio. That's it.
0: I also love Two Clothes Scorpio. I like anyone who's. Him in ECW was great, I should say.
1: Yeah. I also like that uh, he walks around saying, Dave Batista's dick's not as big as mine. Of course it is. We got to have something, man. Dave Batista, as we'll learn about in the Melina episode, very good man.
0: Oh, yeah. Real stand up gentleman. Molina episode though.
1: coming. No, he's not. He is. You ever heard a statement on it? Oh. Where he's like, I'm confused. Who is yeah, we're th- friends and we had sex. Grow up. Like, Ooh, that's something. Well, the guy with a big, nice dick says. Who,
0: <laughs> who is the real asshole to Melina? Oh, everyone else on the roster.
1: Oh yeah, no, all yeah, every uh, all men in her life. I'll tell you, this Melina episode is uh, shrouded in uh, will they, well, it's basically Melina is wrestler review goes TMZ. <laughs> Ooh, just a bunch of people talking
0: shit. <laughs> Next week. Uh, He's part of the Truth Commission. They debuted in the USWA. The Truth Commission, by the way, was a uh, um, South African murder squad. Explain explain to me
1: what the Truth Commission was based on.
0: I believe it was a South African murder squad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was taken from the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, was a court-like restorative justice body assembled in South Africa after the end of apartheid. Witnesses who were identified as victims of gross human rights violations were invited to give statements about their experiences, and some were selected for public hearings. Perpetrators of violence could also give testimony and request amnesty from both civil and criminal prosecution.
1: Actually, this is much better than I thought it was.
0: I thought it was like... a Vince
1: McMahon took that, and he's like, yeah, 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 death camps. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Vince McMahon took a legislative body um, attempting to um, um, uh, sh- uh, like bridge the rift in the post-apartheid South Africa. Vince McMahon was like, give me some white guys and put them in berets.
1: <laughs> hey, man, they pushed them for a solid second, and honestly, the interrogator, as Kurgan was called, was a fucking... He had a great look. I mean, he's not that good at wrestling for sure, but I mean, the way they did it was uh they would do the interrogator comes out crushes everybody's head one move we're done here
0: i i actually love the truth commission and i like that throwback to a militaristic fun works as a unit faction the problem was it was a bit too gimmicky for the beginning of the attitude era but i think they still could have used it was one of those things where take the berets off and just have them fucking kick some ass like have them be a wee bit more intimidating because they were just very quickly on shotgun Saturday night losing to the headbangers every fu- <laughs> fucking week.
1: Well, they beat a lot of people. Let's be fair here. They beat because this is the whole thing yeah, but about who did they beat? Like beating if they yeah beat- they beat a bunch of jobbers.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: But, like, look at this. The only match. Give him a big victory. Because it was a dark match, right? Because you don't want the guys to only beat people. Like, this is also the thing where, like, when Flash Funk beat Kurgan, his name was Kurgan, not the interrogator. So he abuses the interrogator. And it's a pretty straight shot on TV. He wins every single match. He beats um, multiple people at the same time. They're giving him the big man push. Oh, my God. And then they just yank him off TV. And then immediately he's in the oddities. So I remember when he was in the oddities, it was this weird thing where when I was a kid, I was like, so he's not super powerful now because I've only seen this guy murder people. Yeah, I have the same thing. But before
0: we get to that, so the Truth Commission debuted uh, during a WWE tour in South Africa in the spring of 1997. (laughs) They were brought on by the Commandant, um, who said he was going to unleash his commandos upon the WWF by bringing glory to the South African nation. Now... This is a post-apartheid South Africa yeah, yeah, yeah. having a white da- guy talking about militarism in the WWF, That's I feel like Vince McMahon wanted to play Sun City in the eighties. Which that <laughs> I mean? It's a reference British people will understand, which was there was a famous boycott of all South African businesses by the arts and entertainment industry in Britain, and then Queen famously was just like, "No, we're going to play Sun City because they're going to give us like a million bucks each," and I like. Cash. Queen said that. Yeah, that's great. It's one of the reasons why their, like, career was on a downturn before Live Aid, because everyone was like, these apartheid-loving, mustachioed fucks.
1: Of course. Yeah. Hey, man. No one, that's, well, I mean, at least people held them accountable, because Beyoncé plays like, the guy who invented beheading women. Yeah, (laughs) Beyoncé. His birthday party. Hey, Beyoncé, want to play it? Beyoncé very
0: famously, right before the revolution in uh, Libya, was caught playing at Muammar Gaddafi's New Year's Eve party in the Bahamas.
1: Yeah, no. These people will do anything. Of course, there was a. I I worked at. I ca- mean, I worked I at a catering company, and they were having a special celebrity appearance uh, for this person's birthday. It was just like some super rich, some super crazy rich kids party, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it was Snoop Dogg. Of course, I mean that's not obviously there's no horrible political stuff attached to it, but like if you if anyone out there has the money, yeah, you, you can make people do it's, anything. It's on Snoop Dogg's website. It's 125 yeah. grand, and he will be anywhere. That's insane.
0: That's why I played Kendall Calling Music Festival with Snoop Dogg. Because <laughs> they had 125 grand. And they and he literally will go anywhere. And I got to tell yeah. you, I didn't meet Snoop Dogg, but I met his like crew staff people that were the nicest of all of the like, big-time musicians' crew entourage. Didn't clear the backstage area. All they did is let everyone know when he gets here, it's going to smell
1: like weed. <laughs> 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 and let me tell
0: you. It sure did.
1: Of course, yeah. Because he also made people wait. I remember that was like S- the snoop lion thing. I watched the f- episode of festival when he the short period where he was snoop lion. Of course, he's not going to talk about murder or whatever anymore. He's snoop lion, and then immediately he was like, "Put your motherfucking joints in the air, get your titties out." And I'm like, "I don't know if this is." Yeah. <laughs> he immediately went back on everything, and then he did one reggae song, and then it was right back to like rapping about. What's better about uh same festival by the way I saw. Noel Gallagher, yeah,
0: Noel Gallagher. Noel Gallagher stopped a song and just pointed at a lady. Went, "Love, I'm married, but if I wasn't, I would have fucked you."
1: All right. <laughs> this next one's wonderful. I was like, "What the fuck?" That one also means we're gonna fuck after this. Sick.
0: No, he left right away.
1: No, he didn't. He left. Her his number.
0: Uh, the commandant was quickly replaced in the truth commission by the Jackal. We also know the Jackal as Cyrus from ECW yep. or. One of the now executive producers of TNA Pro Wrestling, Don Callis. And Don Callis,
1: no one liked him. No we one liked do a, him. We should do an episode on Don Callis because he is one of the most weirdly. He must be so awful to hang out with. I'm going to say he's so good. I think he probably has a weird. He either has bad breath. Okay.
0: Or he fucks someone everyone likes his girlfriend or sister. That's the only explanation
1: I can find for everyone's absolute distrust of him and also the indictment. I think he probably is like, here's how it's done. And then Vince had to talk to him about like be- coming off condescending. And then while he was talking to him, Don Cal's lit up a cigarette and that was it.
0: I think you've absolutely nailed it. That's I guarantee is what happened. He
1: does come off naturally condescending. Yeah. And there's a weird thing where, of course, he does because he's playing a character, but no one. The secret about wrestling is no one that's that good at acting. No. You're and always kind of. That's why Seth Rollins is a great heel and a bad babyface, is because Seth Rollins is kind of a know-it-all douche.
0: Yeah, look at no other way of that. Like, no one draws the ire more of the internet when they go after AEW than Seth Rollins because his comments are so fucking arrogantly. Like, uh, when you guys are done in and the And what are you
1: leagues? doing? You're supposed to be like a fucking John Cena with High Flying and you're being that? Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're like, there is a part of me that's always like, no man, you can be, that's why I love MJF, it's because you can use the internet if you're and do shoot interviews and give people what they want, I think if you're a baby face, but you still do need to play kayfabe, and it's a weird type of kayfabe where... If you're a heel, you don't have to be in character all the time because that's weird because it's 2019. But still, be like start being a dick if your care online if your character is a heel. Yeah, but like be an earnest dick. Does that
0: make sense? Absolutely makes sense.
1: Like even Bray Wyatt could be like an earnest dick online if he wanted to. Even if even though his character is like I tr- I'm an insane bipolar man.
0: Yeah, and it should kind of come across in his Twitter. Like if there's just one day he's posting nothing but dog photos, and then the next yeah. day he just posts a knife emoji, and that's it.
1: <laughs> that's enough, and everyone's. Well, going, Bray Wyatt's great because he doesn't ever post anything.
0: He like, did for a while though. For a while he's posting photos with his fucking family, and then it found out he was cheating on his wife hardcore, and well, now he doesn't post photos of
1: his. What family. is it about fat bearded men in the WWE cheating on their hot wives? They're one word. Too hot. Florida. Oh, that's sick. They live in Florida. No. Oh, they live in Florida, and also they got Kevin m- Owens money. is at least French Canadian. So that's double.
0: Yeah, that means Kevin Owens is <laughs> probably not cheating on his wife, but he talks about it to her every day. How about this, baby? How about, baby, how about I, that fucking some other fucking bitch, huh? One more mistake with the eggs, and I fuck your mother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Yeah, Zutalo. <laughs> A now I will fucking smoke four cigarettes at the same time.
0: I this is how good Kevin Owens is as a wrestler and as charming as a man. He is amazing. That Vince McMahon lets that guy with. Oh yeah, we're doing thirty three minutes already, baby. Uh, that guy with clearly alopecia or not alopecia, psoriasis on his upper arms, and he's still like, I don't wear sleeves. I don't go to the gym. <laughs> he does
1: kind of go to the. He does go to the gym though. Have you ever seen him in Ring of Honor?
0: Yeah, I've seen him in Ring of Honor. He's
1: so fat. He's so fat. I know. He's like...
0: And he's French-Canadian that's fat. That's not which go- is, which is just t- a belly. Which is top five fats. Yeah. Because French-Canadian fat is... That's not just food. You're drinking. You're smoking. <laughs> you're actively not walking. <laughs> I-, I could walk down
1: this hill, but I'm not the fucking woman. <laughs> So some of this has been about Kurgan, and after the break, a bit more is going to be about Kurgan. Yeah, thanks for listening. Guys. He wrestled for two years. All of you may suck my penis. No, he just did a bunch of territory. Not territory. indie wrestling. So. I'm not going to talk about the USWA. We've we're it, probably not going to talk about the time where he like lost to you know Colt Cabana not, in the middle of the o or something. Yeah, we're not
0: going to talk about the time Bill Dundee probably thought he was his, he thought he was Andre the Giant, and Bill Dundee just drove him to the middle of the I like, Andre. Do you remember that time? We uh, were in Japan, and there were those women, and it all was a little foggy. But I just remember I came to laughing, and you were covered in fruit juice. and you said, <laughs> Get a tarp. The ladies are gone. I, I've always loved you.
1: <laughs> After the break,
0: I've been, uh, I've been, sl- I've been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is, so it actually makes my cock bigger.
1: That's the start of this ad. Oh, Just go to patreon.com <laughs> backslash wrestler review and donate <laughs> and donate to us five dollars gets you exclusive access to our patreon feed and episodes ahead of time for 25 bucks you can select a wrestler to review one guy did buck zoom who's a pedophile rapist and we still reviewed him god damn it we have no allegiances
0: Go to Patreon to hear the Buck Zoom-Off episode, also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the
1: fucking edge. Yo, <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Patreon.com backslash review or rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gets a shit? And we're back and we're talking about the oddities. Kurgan was in The Oddities.
0: The Oddities is the most interesting of all the factions in the WWE. So basically, for those of you who don't remember, in This 19- is the most
1: interesting of all the factions in the WWE. Let's repeat that, what John it just is. said. In
0: 1998, Vince McMahon suddenly got obsessed with having factions in the WWF. I don't know if you
1: remember Los Broequas, D.O.A. Well, this is obviously why. It's because he had he,
0: it's the N.W.O. It was the N.W.O. when he was like, They've got one. We'll have a living. Yeah. The oddities were the in most interesting one because this is how they were pitched. Vince McMahon saw someone with special needs and went, that but a wrestler, but there's a bunch of them.
1: And But here's the thing. Like, like exactly like I said, the last time we saw the oddities, they were beating um, Matt and Jeff Hardy. Oh, yeah. It's Kurgan. Last time you saw
0: Kurgan, he was beating Matt
1: and Jeff Hardy. The last time you Sorry. S- yeah. Yeah. Last time we saw Kurgan and now we're supposed... And then they bring him in as this like, oh, he's a bumbling fucking idiot.
0: Well, they bring him in, they bring John Tenta back in under a mask with
1: Golga, bum- and then he's just wearing Cartman shirts. He's wearing Cartman shirts. Then Luna Vachon that- is in there. Luna
0: Vashan, then that other giant who is the opposite of handsome. Oh,
1: Giant Silva. Yeah, bring in Giant Silva. I have no idea where the fuck they found that guy. He, um, if you want to watch some sad stuff, fought uh, in MMA for a bit in Japan, and uh, he got beat up real bad. Of course he did. He's too tall. He he's can't not move. Co- he's not coordinated. He beat up some guys, but uh, some guys who sucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's just so big. He's just odd- so big.
0: So the uh, and then the oddities, of course, have um, were originally actually managed by the Jackal very briefly, and were supposed to be like the dark carnival type of bad guys, clearly setting up for a feud with the Undertaker. Yeah. And then very quickly, you are like, we're not going to do that. And then they were and, then,
1: and then Vince Russo got their hands on him. He's like, bro, bro, how about this, bro? How about they fucking can't get hard, bro? Bro,
0: they can't get hard. They're with you, Luna, bro. And bro, Lula's like, oh, you want to fuck me? And they're like, no, you have a weird haircut, bro. Women don't have haircuts, bro. Like, <laughs> bro's a natural, bro. And then they bring in the insane clown posse. This is how hot wrestling was. Is the insane clown posse had multiple careers with the WWE, WWE, uh, WCW, and DCW? They were in all three. Yep. Within like two years as well. Yeah. Fat deals. They had fat contracts.
1: Oh, yeah. they it's, It was ICP, Kurga, Kurgan, Golga, Lunavashan. Yeah. Anyone else? Was there anyone else? There was not anyone else. That's then they had very that funny. fucking horrible song. They did have that horrible song. It
0: was sung by the Insane Clown Posse. This is, again, I don't like a lot of wrestling songs that have lyrics to them. I like. Dolph Ziggler's, because Dylan changed the words to, I'm here to fuck your dad. Yes. It's clearly one of the funniest things Dylan's ever done. No. I'm here to fuck your dad. I'm here to fuck your dad.
1: (laughs) He fucks dads. (laughs)
0: Nobody fucks dads like I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They, oh, and then they were just sort of around a little bit, and then they had a brief feud with Kai and Ty for absolutely no reason, and then they just, I think, forgot they were hired. And then just went away. So here's what they did.
1: They um, give it me was that a kind of a weird thing because it was kind of like weirdly like when they turned Kamala face in the early 90s where they were like, oh, this guy's got so much talent, but he's just dumb and he can't figure it out. And uh, which obviously had a much more uh, damaging tone. When you give that gimmick to a uh, black man who boils people alive, um, they gave him uh, if when they gave Kamala that gimmick. I don't remember this gimmick. I do. He long. would try and pin people with their bellies down, and he would pin jobbers with their bellies down. So he would slap Kamala would splash them uh, when their belly was down, and then pin their leg by hooking their obviously like the back of their leg. And then everyone, all the kids in the crowd would chant, no, flip him over. And he'd be like, what? It was just panto stuff, like classic children's entertainer stuff. Um, And Kurgan would, the thing was, Kurgan was A, A A too nice, and B, like, like you know, uh, like there's an example, uh, Jeff Jarrett beats him, and Jeff Jarrett, he hurts Jeff Jarrett, and then Jeff Jarrett says, oh, my knee hurts, and Kurgan goes to check on him, and Jarrett just rolls him up. Like, Fuck it's up. a lot of stuff like that. And this is so, the weird thing is the last time you saw this guy... He was a monster. Crushing people's heads with one hand. Yeah. And now he's too nice. Do you know what I mean? It's like a
0: 180, like... It's a weird schizophrenic thing, and it's also
1: one of those things where because... It's, it's the thing th- what wrestling does all the time, it's something which is like, ah, uh, he's this now.
0: It's a weird thing that, they should, that Eric Bischoff and WCW was really good at is that they would put in, as bizarre as the justification would be, they would put in a horrible, like... Uh like it's, like they would put like he got hit in the head with a chair and he's like this now. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some justification? Some justification. That's all you fucking need. And then it's also that thing of like oh he got he got a chair shot and it made him a nice man. Yes. And then it's he gets hit in the head again and he's a fucking monster. That's so, actually a very fun gimmick. Although they couldn't do it now because it's just talking about concussions.
1: Yeah, and it's also uh I think they did that before with Festus where it was like Completely, completely docile, and then the ring bell ends, and then he goes nuts, and then he ring the bell. So then, like heels would just ring the bell again to make him docile, and then pin him. It's like it's a good kid's character. Anyway, here's what happens. Um, th- he's doing a lot of tag team, uh, tag stuff with uh, him and Golga, um, but they're like kind of like not. They don't have their own storyline. They're ancillated storylines, by which I mean when they're doing the Al Snow and mankind, uh, storyline where Al Snow's mad about uh, McFoley's book. Golga and Kurgan get to pin them on November 2nd, 1998 Raw. They also have a string of wins. They beat um, Too Cool. They beat... um, Oh, no. They lose to DX, of course. Um, They're beating Mosh and Thrasher here. So they're getting like a mini push, um, but then that's all... Immediately, uh, <laughs> immediately done over because they lose. Oh no, they lose by DQ um, to Eight Ball and Skull, so that's that's all right. Uh, Kurgan has a couple matches where he's going over jobbers, so they're sort of treating him all right because they're giving him matches against jobbers. They're trying to repush him, but the problem is, and Wait, Bruce, someone Bruce Pritchard talks about this is basically the man had everything. He had a great look. He had, uh, but he's just a nice man and kind of like not long for the wrestling business cuz he like liked wrestling but like there's enough big dudes here cuz they're they're pushing him the thing the most important thing that happens for Kurgan is they signed the big show.
0: Yeah. So they already have done. better him. Yeah,
1: they have better him with name to recognition. Me, to be yeah, to be name but to be fair to Kurgan I think if you go like who looks more menacing it's Kurgan. Absolutely. It's also one of those things where and it was the big mistake
0: with the big show is they get rid of all the giants and immediately then have to make big Sh- they
1: make big show the heavy for a
0: while. Yes, but like remember, Big Show was brought in to be Steve Austin's opponent at WrestleMania 16. That's why yep. Vince McMahon brought him in, and the plan was to build it through the year, of it being that match, mm-hmm. and then within a few weeks, Steve Austin stunned him and beat him, and then it was fine. Yep, and it's one of those things where I think it's also they really they they didn't have the deepest roster in the mid part of that that 98 99 region of the Attitude Era. Someone like Kurgan for bringing the Big Show in of he's the giant that slays giants would have built his push, built his mystique. Because I don't know. I don't think you could do that. I think that if you could absolutely do a quick squash match with him fucking mowing Kurgan down.
1: Yeah, but I don't think you start there. Like, like I think you The way they started it where uh, Big Show came through the ring... And threw Steve Austin through the fucking thing? Is it one of those things where. No, it would have been dumb. I mean, like, they no, shouldn't
0: should have they because had is- sm- they had him
1: smote. They should have had him just smash Austin, then McMahon wins. That's how you debut the big show. Like, you don't make him incompetent on his first night. And also, the the thing about Kurgan, the thing about having a big show against a guy like Kurgan is now he can't be impressive because. I disagree, I disagree with how
0: they bring in the big shows. He can't show slam they- Kurgan because Kurgan's not athletic enough to fucking jump. Well, you figure it out. You haven't punch you just him. Just push him over. Push him one. <laughs> It'd be like fucking punch the- him one time in the head, and there you go. It's done. Like back up. How they debut Big Show was great because before he threw him against the fucking wall, Big Show was beating the shit out of Steve Austin. Yeah. The thing is, is they didn't continue that of Steve Austin trying to fight the Big Show but showing fear. In that, yeah, Steve Austin wasn't saved by the Big Show's incompetence. He was saved by luck. The next night on Raw, you have the big show come out and level Steve Austin, and it ends with Steve Austin laying in the fucking ring, dead from this fucking animal, Yeah, in that he's facing The Rock, and the big show is the menace in the backstage, not in the second match,
1: fighting over who's going to be the referee with Mick Foley. But here's what I'm saying is that he, Kurgan, the best thing they could have done is get rid of Kurgan because you don't, when you sign your new dude who's the biggest guy on the roster, you want him to be the biggest by like four or five inches. You don't want a guy sticking around who is, if you take a picture, oh shit, those guys are the same.
0: Absolutely, but you've already sort of said that, that they are both giant. What I'm saying is it's a way to put him over as a monster is he is the monster that destroys other monsters. You could even have done something like throw Kane to fucking the big show. Which I think they should have done. Yeah, of course, but they didn't. Like, no, I know. But what else are we going to talk about, Kurgan? So let's do some fantasy booking. I'm trying to fucking fill an hour. Here, <laughs> we're not doing an hour. We are. I'm told you we're not doing an hour. We're
1: already at forty minutes, baby. They used them the best they could.
0: I disagree. I think they could have used
1: him far better. He's also, he's gone on to be a very good actor. He's actually, well, that's what we're saying. We're talking about filming. Why don't we talk about what he's actually done? I'm
0: going to do that right now. i was segueing in, baby. Professional broadcaster. Amateur broadcaster.
1: I mean, we're both not good at this. I Broadcasting. Am, I am. The people am. who listen to this are perverts who want us to <laughs> deny the Holocaust, and I give it to them. But you don't. You're like, <laughs> oh, well, maybe they talk about, maybe they want us to fantasy book, Kurgan. they're Enough, there's enough people who fucking haven't tasted sweet, sweet pussy who can fucking <laughs> talk about uh, fantasy booking. But we are tired of sex. <laughs> we work out too much. Four times a week. It doesn't take effect because I like cake too much. I've done too much steroids to the point that yeah, when yeah, I yeah. go to inject them, they go, no, thank
0: you. And then I just piss <laughs> them out.
1: Yeah, exactly. I piss blood bicep blood. What was Kurgan's first TV show? He did. I, you're Canadian as well. You might really like this. Boy Maybe Meets World. Lex. <laughs> <laughs> so Lex was a, was a TV show where in the sad state of affairs in 2001, uh, there were boobies on it sometimes so you could jack off to it. Absolutely. Get fucking... And Kurgan was near the boobies, which means at some point that I for sure have probably blocked out, I probably... Paused, jacked off to tits, and then saw Kurgan, and then was like, oh, that's Kurgan. I'm disgusting. (laughs) What's
0: fun is there used to be softcore porn on the French channels in my hometown of Ottawa. But then if you didn't time it right, you'd end up jacking off to a bunch of
1: uh, commercials about poutine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you have to keep it alive during the commercials because yeah. you didn't know when the sex scene was going to It's a real on. tough thing to do if you're just <laughs> you're just rubbing your dick th- being like ooh. Which one was Lex? Was Lex the Sex in Space show? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Also, he uh his film debut was in uh 300 when he won the MTV award for best fight scene with uh against Gerard Butler. Of course, Gerard Butler uh, is the one who accepted that award at the MTV. Awards. Yeah. Kirk <laughs> Gerard <laughs> Butler couldn't be here. Do you guys remember Kurgan? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. No. <laughs> who here liked mid late '90s pro wrestling? Who liked lower mid card wrestling? Mm. He was in Sherlock Holmes. He was in Sherlock Holmes, and he was great in Sherlock Holmes, and also revealed that he was act- He has a beautiful voice. He doesn't have the giant voice.
1: No, he does not have the giant voice. He also
0: speaks French in that movie, which was a nice touch. He then was in uh, the um, the Big Bang, who took it as a boxer who took a dive. Frankenstein and Monster Brawl. And then some real shit movies like Percy Jackson's Sea of Monsters and Mortal Instruments Sea of Bones.
1: Yeah, he was in Hercules, he was in Deadpool 2, and he's got a... Uh, Who the fuck was Deadpool he in board. Deadpool 2? Sluggo. Yeah, Ew. I think you got to look up Sluggo, Deadpool 2 now. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to look up Sluggo, Deadpool 2, and as we are, yeah, Sluggo, big guy in the prison basically kurgan has the acting career i want which is a tall guy shows up in a movie and then a guy kicks him in the fucking face that's it it's one day on set you get kicked once all you got to do is walk towards no one expects any acting out of you just go and then but in the world where everyone's fucking five six i think i can pull it off yeah man i could be a heavy against vin five four vin diesel i don't know how tall he is I'm assuming. he's five four so he's- jason statham is five eleven so i couldn't be a heavy against him i could we're the same size
0: I could fucking take Jason Statham down, man.
1: <laughs> you could get kicked in the chest by Jason Statham. What? I have, I have before. Ooh. How? Oh, you got to be athletic to get into that, don't you?
0: So I'd be fine. We're both fucked.
1: <laughs> We're both I'd be fine, man. Oh, sick. Really good at... I'm. Yeah, the 70s athleticism where you get punched in the face and you just go, "Oh, my legs," <laughs> and you kind of fall yeah. over is done. I would love to have been an action star in the 70s. Well, action, I actually, getting kicked in the face. I actually found those action.
0: fights more realistic. I don't like movie fights now because at a certain point in every movie fight, there was always a bad guy just stood there. Like, I better wait for that flippy move to be concluded before I can...
1: You didn't find that in the 70s where they would just be like, hey, there's a guy who knows karate. Let's all 10 of us surround him and take turns. Karate movies, yes. But I'm just talking... Take turns, firstly. We have morals. We are bad guys, but we are not bad men.
0: I'm talking about the best movies of the 70s. Um... Porn. An- angry man
1: fights city. Oh, oh, yeah. White guy who's been done wrong. Yeah. Let's punch White cups. guy
0: whose problems are clearly his own fault takes it out on youth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this isn't connected to my divorce. I just think the post office should have been on time. Yeah. <laughs> he goes and knocks out a bunch of mailmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but, but all these coupons. So you shut your fucking mouth. If this says, isn't about you. If it, it fragile, friends. be polite to it, you. Cunt. this isn't because that gun won't let me see my fucking kids this is because the letters i don't know man <laughs> um
0: we're both married men yes let me we say are. this right now as I, of this
1: recording you're divorced as yeah probably you're planning out a
0: divorce <laughs> of course <laughs> um it's a funny thing of like already being married there's an absolute change in the relationship and in terms of just like you know your emotional feeling but I see in that moment why divorced men are so angry okay. because you realize, oh, this is the first relationship where I for sure have to tell everyone in my life about the breakup.
1: Yeah, and everyone asks about it, and it's a whole dramatic thing. And the other thing about divorce is you have to wait a year. Yeah. You have to be separated. So you have to tell everyone we're separated, and then everyone goes, are you going to give it another shot? And then you got to be like, nah. "No, No, I don't do that. No, nah, and here's why. And then you're mad at them, I guess. Or you got to be like, no, we're on good terms. <laughs> I, that any, must be the worst part.
0: Any man I've ever. Oh, no, we're on good terms. Any though, man I happened? know who've said we're on good terms had a faraway stare the way Dylan used to get when th- th- stuff was tough a few years ago and he would just yeah. look into his phone. I'm reading about the
1: UFC. <laughs> well, I don't want to talk about it, but you can't tell someone to be like, yeah, it's bad. I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, let's yeah. talk about sports. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about
0: a thing that doesn't involve the thing I don't want to talk about.
1: Well, this all These
0: kicking men are good at kicking. I want to kick something. I need to fucking let it
1: out. That's what my stepdad taught me. Thing number one, don't, if uh, things can't be awkward if you don't ask about real shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that guy was too busy just turning one of his bathrooms into a porta a pot Yeah, exactly. Then you just light <laughs> shit on fire. Hey, that's on fire. That's probably a more pressing issue than whatever bullshit you're sad about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget when I met Art, he walked in and went, I'm going to heckle Dylan. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he likes to heckle, and he also he calls it haggling. <laughs> Did a guy haggle you? No, he didn't <laughs> offer me money for my clothes on stage, although that would be pretty sick. How much you want for those pants? We're the same size. In reality, $100. Done. This show is
0: so much easier, easier to do when one of us isn't freshly awake. <laughs> <laughs> What?
1: We're both freshly awake.
0: No, that no. but usually how this show is usually recorded is one of us has been up. Oh, it. waits five
1: minutes, and then goes, <laughs> and then you hear their voice. I remember that one episode where it was like, someone was like, oh, why do you sound so weird? I'm like, I just awake for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Just all this phlegm and shit. All right, what's your favorite thing about Kurgan? He did it. He lived his... He, lived he, did, it. he did it. He did it. He did the Holocaust. <laughs> This episode is very Holocaust denial. I don't know why. <laughs> why not? Why, why can't I uh, make those jokes? Did huh? you have bagels for breakfast or something? Nice. Like that? No, I had a polenta. Ooh. Mm. Which one is that? I don't know. <laughs> Alexa said it. I never questioned what it is. It looks like. Uh, it looks kind of like. Uh, what do you call those things? Uh, starts with a C. Cum. <laughs> <laughs> looks like cum. It's a bowl of cum. <laughs> 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 I really can't remember what it's called. Anyway, I had a polenta. Custard. Nope. cum Casserole. Casserole made of cum. The casserole, blow loads of the casserole. <laughs> so uh, I think, I think my did. favorite.
0: Yeah. Let, let me explain. This is a man who had a dream. I want to be a pro wrestler. Achieve that dream. And then he got a second dream, which is being a movie star in a movie with Robert Downey Jr., punched Robert Downey Jr. in the face, bloodied his face, and Robert Downey Jr. told a charming story about it and name dropped him on David Letterman. Yeah. Robert Mallet will not die alone in a hotel room. He's adopted a, la- a daughter from Ethiopia and has two stepdaughters. Yep. yep. And is a nice Acadian man who probably lives in Los Angeles and works and goes to a Trader Joe's.
1: I think he works in New. Br- he lives in New Brunswick. He's living literally the dream everyone wants to, which is travel for work. Rest of the time, you're home with your lovely family. He's been married since 1997, and uh, that has not been interrupted. Yeah. And uh, I don't. I don't know what to tell you other than like. Uh, and according to Wikipedia, big the Harco Fronder, so he probably has a lovely life. And Wikipedia, according. To Wikipedia, this
0: is weird, is that his uh, wife still gives him shaft included blowjobs, not just the head. <laughs> She's going all the way down to the fucking wood, baby. Because that's what you do to a good man. He's a good man. Suck the roots of his dick. <laughs> Suck his dick roots. I'll taste your pubes because you're so supportive. <laughs> I'm going to have to floss after I give you a head because my mouth is going to look like my teeth have a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, he seems like he
1: gets a lot of ingrown hairs when he shaves. <laughs> His pubes. You recognize this. You real recognize real. That's what that means. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite thing about him was, and this is going to sound weird, but I think uh, the uh, Crush's goddamn head finisher was always good. It was really fun. Also, they did a thing
0: which I weirdly liked with that, which is they put black tips on his fingers. So you're like, oh, that's got to watch out.
1: He seemed like he was, I. he was one of the guys when I started uh, watching, when I started watching wrestling, when I, I guess I got back into wrestling in 97, and uh the reason that... Uh I want to
0: point out, by the way, the delay in that is because Dylan was looking at the Ian Gordon stand-up community. No, it's because PC. I was looking
1: at this headline, Women, Woman Furiously Shits on Floor and Tim Hortons Throws It at Employees. You haven't
0: seen that before?
1: No. Oh, my God. That video is all that it is. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, I think that the, the the Crush the Head move was good. I think he was a bad wrestler, but, I mean, if, if in a different era, if he's basically born 10 years earlier and gets into wrestling 10 years earlier then he has a little bit of a run also you could have used him as a manager he could have been good in like an ecw thing but you know what like we talk about this a lot mostly with uh, female wrestlers but he saw the writing on the wall and uh he just left oh, wow, he wow. could have squo- squeezed another year honestly another year before he had to leave wrestling um but he did just segue into acting he just went au revoir yeah, because in New Brunswick, the other thing is his uh, he got Grand Prix wrestling, and then he saw the WWF, and his dream, it sounds funny, but he wanted, he says, he's like, it was my dream ever since I was 16 to be a wrestler, and then he got to be a wrestler at 18 because he's fucking huge, and uh, he basically transitions into pro wrestling uh, immediately, so he wanted to do that, so then he did that, and uh, he's just a lucky man, so he wanted to be an actor, and then he did acting, which is one of the, it sounds weird. But one of the um, few, how would I word this? It's like he know he knew what uh, genetics had given him, and he exploited that thing. Because he, using, he looks, he gets he's made fun it of if he's just a construction worker. But he's using what God gave him to fucking. He's using an untangible ability to move forward in a career that pays him enough money to exist comfortably. Much Better. And he's a machinist part time when that's not working out because you got three kids, you got three kids, buddy.
0: Yeah, fuck yeah. And also, by the way, he lives in New Brunswick, so I guarantee his nut is low. Oh, you mean like, yeah, he just owns a house for like $20,000? Yeah, like he bought, like he brought, it's one of those things where it's like you look at his house and you're like, fuck, this is so nice. And you're like, how much you pay for it? And he's like, hundred grand, bro. And you're like, that wouldn't even get you a room in this house. And you're like, that's why I live in New Brunswick. And you're like, New Brunswick's really nice. And then you talk to anyone that's not his family. And you're like, I got to get the fuck out of here. That guy yeah. just told me a couple of words for black people I didn't even know existed. <laughs> but he's Robert Mallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I, also
1: he's French. He's French-Canadian as well. So then,
0: by the way, then Robert Malay is also going to drop a couple of sweet racial slurs.
1: Oh, and no, I was going to say that uh, in Canada, the funny thing is, uh, in all the English provinces, If you're an artist, everyone complains about how there's no money in art. But if you are in uh, French Canada, they really want to uh, support their culture. So Robert Malay could have a second career uh, doing anything he fucking wants on French TV. Yeah, especially the fact that he's uh, there's a whole very lucrative circuit for pro wrestling in French Canada as well. So I guarantee because I know this guy's doing like uh, you know trade shows and stuff. He looks good. He's like the only wrestler in history that looks. Good, and it's a giant. is what like. He, it's literally him and Kevin Nash probably talking about which protein powder they like and then just... One glass of wine in bed by 11. Yeah. Texting each Smoking other. Smoking a joint outside and then just like some oh, guy... I one Kevin, of the killer bees or Brian B. Belair has the shakes and he's talking about how to beat up your son if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, can you come over and beat up my son? He
0: won't give me his heroin.
1: They uh, they act like they're tough, but you fall, you punch anyone in the cock. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's weak spots their cock. Everybody. I uh, punch. I created that cock. I'll punch that cock. Hey, listen. If the
0: cock happens to come out of his trousers and fall in your mouth, bite down. That's how you wash a dick. You put it in your mouth. Yeah, they call me P. Brian Blair in some fucking... <laughs> well, there you go. Because I like to
1: fucking... Drink now Brian piss. B. Blair's a pedophile. <laughs> no, no, John, what's the no, worst no, thing about Kurgan? No,
0: he, he'll bite your dick, and he likes to get pissed on by whores. <laughs> <laughs> what's the worst thing about Kurgan, John?
1: Haircut. Really? Didn't I think lo- it's hair... Oh, you mean in, in the WWE? In item. the WWE, bad haircut. I mean, you can't be like Kurgan. He's the interrogator. Plus, let's hang out. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, if you want to go to a bar, he's... He's pretty cool. That's looking. what I want for my interrogator. I want a little charm. Bizazz. Oh, it doesn't have to be torture. Oh, that's true. He doesn't have to torture them. Yeah. He's the interrogator because he's the, he's your friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe. I think it's obviously his work rate. I mean, he could have been a I star mean, had he not been so a good point, work of course, rate.
0: but I'm standing by haircut.
1: <laughs> 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 and he's, he's living life. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. A man who... The, you know what the funny thing about this show is that we've learned over the years of doing this is if the best wrestlers of all time are the ones who... <laughs> took the hint and never stayed. Yep. just You know who's a horrible wrestler? Pierre-Carl Ouellette. <laughs> because yep. he probably has kids and he probably doesn't fucking talk to them because he just stayed in wrestling. Yeah. I uh, don't like you, Travis. (laughs) Travis, I wish we could come to your birthday, but I have to be piledrived by small man. Listen, Travis, every
0: birthday you don't (laughs) like it because I try and shove you back up my (laughs) car.
1: Thanks for listening, guys. You can get us on Twitter. On Instagram, that's at Wrestler Review. The Wrestler Review podcast on Facebook, and you can donate at Patreon.com backslash Wrestler Review. Hopefully, by this time we have another Patreon episode up, but I don't fucking know. We got to whatever, whatever a- racist murderer you want us. If to you profile. could tweet
0: us a new, tweet at us a new racist or horrible man. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's another murderer? We'd like to stop pedophiles if we yeah, could. Yeah, so maybe could someone who's not a pedophile. Can we move into
0: murderer wrestlers? Not a lot of murderers. You know what? I
1: wish there was one wrestler who had, like, embezzled some money. that Let's be get nice. some white-collar wrestler yeah. crime.
0: We're, we could do the chic and just talk about how... We'll just do Rob Feinstein. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we already did. did we? Rob Black? No, Rob Feinstein, the guy, the RF video scandal where he was hoarding. So Oh, I didn't know that uh, at all. Let's do- Grizzly Smith banged his kid... Uh. banged his kids buck zoom off banged one of his kids rob feinstein taped it uh. that's why he got kicked out of ring of honor uh. yeah because everyone always allude to what the R video scandal was when i was like 21 and then i found out what it was what was it just child porn it's a, uh, it's all about that he said, she said bullshit. I don't know. We'll talk about Rob Feinstein, and then that'll be good. All right, we'll talk about Ryan's fine. Rob fine and then we'll, and then we'll move on to some white collar wrestling crime.
0: Can we just find someone who's done? We'll just do the WWE stock scandal based on Jim Cornette's weird conspiracy theory that it was a, a sham to get Vince McMahon to be a billionaire. I mean, probably was. Yeah, probably was. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I probably will have dates in England and Australia that are on sale right now. Please buy those tickets.
1: Pay attention to John's Twitter. That's the John Hastings. I'm at Dylan Gott, yeah. D Y L A N G O, double up that T T, baby. Suck. Thanks very much for listening. Suck it. Suck me. Suck Kurgan. <laughs>